0: Chris, I know you have a lot of uh, strong relationships here, and I know you have a lot of valuable relationships. And I know you've built an incredible business. I promise you that I come in peace, and we only want the best for you. And uh, <clears throat> you're on this show, obviously, because we admire and want to know more I appreciate about you. what you do and how you've built your business and, and whatnot. And by the way, you have to admit, I still have a little bit of game in the basketball. Court. You do, for sure. Yesterday. Did you see my stroke? Yeah. What was it? it was 60, 60%? 70% no.
1: yesterday? 7 out of 10? 80. I hit 80%. 8 out
0: of 10? Well, it 10. depends. when I, It depends because I'm assuming when guys walk in, uh-huh. you got to warm up a little bit. That's true. You, and you didn't even warm up. I hadn't played basketball in fucking years. Excellent. And to be able to have that stroke and whatnot. You got it. All right. So this gym looks eerily, eerily familiar. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's like, the I
1: guess you could call it second, third one. I've like done in New York. Mm-hmm. Started a terminal 23 basketball fans might remember that I was, uh, have you ever heard of Terminal 23?
0: I have not. No, I'm kind of new. That's why I'm excited to sit down with you. I don't know a lot. And I think, you know, for. Yeah. What I like to do is I don't usually do a lot of research into people. Yeah. And I get shit for it a lot of my interviews or whatever I do. But I like to learn more as I go. Yeah.
1: So basically, uh, okay, Melo. So Carmelo was like my, my
0: first client
1: um, while I was working with the Knicks. He kind of um, he's like, you're going to be my guy. And uh, he was 10th year at Jordan Brand. They built this Jordan Brand gym. First 10th year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Melo's like, here are the keys. He's like, make this as cool as you can. So I'm like, uh, okay. So um, yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. Became, this is this Terminal 23? Yep. This became like a world renowned gym. Um, my manager, Alex, still talks about it to this day. Uh, that closed mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Then this, we opened Lifetime uh, Sky Gym. That's okay. where you see the runs at, the five on five runs. Made that gym world famous. And then now it's the summit. Mm -hmm. And uh, now this gym that they actually have like a duplicate in China of this gym. It's
0: crazy. Well, they don't really have a duplicate in China, but like, dude, I'm kind of like jealous of you not trying to be whatever, but uh, you're a fucking video game character. No, that's crazy.
1: That's pretty sick. For sure. And and then, you know, Brickley's gyms in there. It's nuts. Last night, it like hit me. I'm seeing everyone, you know, posting about it. All over the world, really. And it's like, okay, when NBA 2K23? Yep. You make your player, first thing, you walk
0: into Brickley's gym. Really? And you meet me. You meet you. You're the guy. It's crazy. That's it's, fucking amazing. It's a blessing. That's the coolest thing in the world. So I know I asked you yesterday and you kind of referred to your guide on how it went down, but something like that, how does that happen? I mean, does he contact your. First of all, why are they putting you in a video game? Let me ask you that. Why the fuck are they putting Chris Brickley in a video game? Well, first off, I,
1: I mean, I like to think I have the best manager in the game. He okay. doesn't get the you know, there's managers out there that like, they want people to um, give them credit and he doesn't care about that. I'm a trainer. He's got me deals. If you look at my deals and you look at like your average NBA all-star players deals, they're very similar. And that's shout out to my manager for doing that.
0: Right. Um, Who's your manager? Alex Koblenz. Got it. Alex is a great guy. He is, man. Very, very good guy. I will say, Alex, he did warn me, though, like not to ruin your career in here. Yeah, he's, you know. I told him, I said, I'm not going to do that. I promise I come in peace. And anything, anytime you raise your right hand, I won't, you know, (laughs) I'll pick a little bit at you, but I'm not going to fuck anything up. I promise you that. But nah, so, you know, 2K, uh, first to start off with a
1: character. And then I'd be like, man, it'd be cool if I could be like the trainer for everyone that plays. We did that. And then we added Brickley's gym. Did and you have to go to NBA 2K and say, hey, we want to be the trainer? Or were they like, this is our idea for it? I think we might. Have. I think Alex might have pitched the idea. They liked it. Um, you know, Alfie and Ronnie 2K over there, the guys that run it, they're good guys. You know, you go there, they scan your body. And, um, you know, it's gotten great reviews over the years. Right. So,
0: oh, yeah. You can't go wrong with NBA 2K. So, yeah. Are you any good? I'm Okay. Do they fuck you over in a sense where you can't, like, are you just like stuck in that intro trainer say, phase or can you actually play as well, yourself? Well, you know
1: what's actually hilarious is when I make myself and then I- You have to
0: create yourself that they didn't make and you And then I player. talk
1: to myself because I make myself mm-hmm. and then the first thing it does is you meet Chris Brickley. So it's like- Chris Brickley Rick- meets Chris Brickley. So that's Rickley. kind of like always a funny post. Okay. Um, and did yeah, you
0: man. have to go in for, because I'm always curious how video games are made. Did they, did they have to put all those dots on you and you just- All go those dots. Studio? Got to say like every letter in the
1: alphabet, like- okay all types of ways so they can, you know, put together your words. It's crazy.
0: It's a cool experience. The game looks so real now. You have to say the same, cause I don't want to like brag or anything, but uh-huh. I was kind of a big deal for a little bit. Like I'm kind of irrelevant now, but nah, I, uh, no, I, no. I got a, uh, I was the voice of Buffalo Wild Wings. I knew that. Which is, you know, which is fine. When I was there, the company was booming and now obviously it's just plummeted downhill. <laughs> And just hit rock bottom. But at the end of the day, like, I know I'd have to go into the booth and I have to say the same thing over and over and over again on repeat. Yeah. So did you have to put the headphones on and just say
1: things into a mic and all that? For sure. We do that. have conversations. It'll be like, explain this shooting drill. Uh, say this, say that. Yeah. So uh, there for like seven hours.
0: And you're not engaging with any players you're talking to, right?
1: Oh, so I'm engaging
0: with this actor
1: who's like, wow. yeah, just some actor guy. They brought in an actor to talk to you? Yeah. They do that with everyone that they bring in. Really? Yeah. It's kind of dope. So, like, what were some of your lines? <laughs> uh, like, what was your main line? You it will be pre- like, so I'm like, that was a good effort. And then they'll be like, uh, nice to meet you. And they'll be like, what's your resume? I'll be like, you know, I worked with this
0: guy, this guy. It's kind of like basic stuff. Right. All right, so going all the way back now, let's, let's know a little bit more from the backstory here. So you were, uh, did you have hopes of playing the NBA one day or no? For sure. Okay. For sure. And you played for, uh, where'd you play high school ball?
1: So I played in Trinity High School in New Hampshire. So I, gr- I grew up in right, Massachusetts. I so I, I grew up in Cambridge. Lived in Cambridge, lived in Saugus, lived in Wakefield, um, lived in Stoneham, and then moved to New Hampshire with my dad. And uh, yeah, had basketball dreams. Uh, high school top twenty-five team in the I was country. Gonna say,
0: you you had to have been at that level. You were the best probably around, right? Yeah, my team was like really good. Four
1: D one guys. We like made history for like New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, did that. Went to Northeastern, and then uh, left Northeastern. And, you know, I went to Louisville. I knew I wasn't going to be like a starter, but I'm like, I want to learn how to coach Patino. At that point, I kind of knew my NBA dreams were over. I'm going to get into coaching.
0: When did you know your NBA dreams were
1: over? Uh, when, I got to, when I got to Louisville and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a walk on. Uh, I've always been like a realist. Mm-hmm. And I just, I figured, I figured that the NBA wasn't in my near future.
0: You got you to bite the bullet at some point, right? You got to sure. you got to figure. There's a lot of people out there that are like fucking the cream, of the crop, the best of the fucking best at their level mm-hmm. in high school and whatnot, and then they get slapped in the face with reality and saying, "All right, well, hey, not Max. that you're not as good as you think you are, but you're not at the level where you can move to." A lot, and a lot of people
1: struggle with that in life, just like dealing with. It's like you want to chase your dreams, but at the same time, you you need to kind of be a realist. You, to need, a point, you need to be a realist, you know what
0: I'm saying? and so then you decided to be a realist, and was your immediate goal. To be doing what you're doing right now, which is, I'd say, (coughs) excuse me, being uh, one of the uh, top, what is it, basketball coaches? Is that yeah, Uh, basketball coaches, coaches, trainers, trainers, trainers coaches in 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 the country right now?
1: Yeah, no. So at first it was coaching. I took my first job at Ole Miss. Oh man, Uh, got seven thousand dollars. I didn't want to spend that $7,000 What on did you $7,000 for? On on this, for the season. That was my salary. It's a
0: big salary there. At Ole Miss, I spent that on college football Saturday in fucking one game. I'm not happy about that. I
1: was scared shitless. I was, so I grew up in the Northeast. So living in Mississippi, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my Lord. I was just like, I didn't want to leave the practice facility, which made me sleep there. So I slept there the whole year. Got kicked out. So then I sleep in this arena called the Tad Pad. Old arena. that were rats in there. Crazy story. I woke up. I have rats on my shirt and, and, I was, I was like, Oh my, it's never happening again. When like Amazon, got like a rat repellent. And so you actually then, went and got rat repellent. I ordered it. And so then I would wake up and there would be like six dead rats around me. So I was like sleeping in a couch. So the I, rat repellent was actually doing his job. It actually did. I okay. need to find the name of that. It was we effective. You
0: uh, tell Alex. We can get a place, an ad placement in here. Yeah. But we're collecting on that. You're not collecting on my ad repellent, <laughs> fucking rat repellent ad. Yeah, in man. So I grinded it out.
1: Um, and I got a job at Fairleigh Dickinson University in New Jersey. Okay, youngest Division One assistant in the country. Did that for a few years. Then J.R. Smith kind of helped change my life. He uh, had a great year at the Knicks. Recommended me. I got an intern position, and then Mello took me under his wing, and that was kind of like the
0: beginning of okay. So J.R. Smith was the first guy who you started working with. That was you know somebody of yeah, but like was NBA got a big like, name, big name, right? Yeah, and
1: then. Uh, you got hired by the Knicks. Yep, intern. So that first intern year, I got three hundred dollars
0: a week. Okay, it's been a grind though. Oh, I mean, you can tell it's 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 incredible. It's pretty crazy. And now that the level you're at right now, especially like you know, you look at your engagement on all the social channels and like you know, when uh, we we were recommended me by somebody to sit with you and hear your story, and I never like to say names, but somebody recommended you, and I was like, all right. I mean, look at it, and I hadn't really known who you were prior. I'd heard of you a little bit, but never looked too deep in the story. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, he's actually got a good story. And it seems like you're doing, you're doing pretty good no, now. I appreciate that. So you are now, I mean, the last post I see you doing is with every fucking basketball player on planet Earth now. Yeah. I mean, I saw you got LeBron up in here. Yep. You got uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yep. I just ran in when I came and saw you and did a quick hello. You had Kevin Love in here. Yep. Uh, do you like working more with the guys that are already established superstar level, or do you like more the nah beginning kind of type guys that are on the come up? Because I saw you working with this kid. I saw on your on your uh, socials that it was like the, the fifteen year old kid who's yep. like the top ranked. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, look. So you name. So the Donovan Mitchell story. So I started working Donovan out when he before he my first workout with him was before he even got to college. He had like eight hundred followers on Instagram type thing. Now he's like a superstar. So like working with a guy like that and seeing that whole come up. Now he's like a all-star, that's like dope. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love. So Kevin Love, right? We all know Kevin Love. Kevin's yeah, good great he's guy. A, could be a Hall of Famer. But so he was struggling with the injuries. You know, the media was down on him. And we started working and, you know, I felt like my job was to get his confidence, get his get his Mike Mojo back. And we did that last year. He, he was second in uh six man of the year. So like, you could take a superstar working out. LeBron's dope, but when you can actually like make an impact like a Donovan over the course, you watch of years, the come up. It's
0: so fire! It's an amazing, it's amazing process to be able to watch the come up. Because I was gonna say like, I don't mean like you're the fucking man. You've treated me with respect, but I don't know what the fuck can you teach LeBron? No, exactly. And and is you he know, coming in here just to shoot with you? So you know, it, it's like it's funny you
1: say that. Uh, never said it. I've, I try not to talk about, you know, and I don't blame stuff, you. And I and I respect that. So I don't explain, if you don't have to. No, I wanna explain. So cause people out there wonder, that's a question you see. Like, what is he really working on with LeBron? So when I first heard I was working out with LeBron, first thing I did, so I went to Synergy, broke down his game, looked at all the analytics, found out the strengths and weaknesses of his game. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, when he walks in, I'm gonna see his mood. If I feel like his mood is like cool with me, I'm gonna approach him and I'm going to ask him the question of what do you think was one of the weaknesses of your game last year? If in his mood, he's not really failing it, then we're not going to go there. Um, he was failing it. And we talked about, a, a, you know, some things and we went into the workout and worked on those things. So that's kind of like for me to, to see like a, probably the greatest player to ever play in my opinion, in my lifetime, I'd agree. to be able to like find something that he's not amazing at. And then like, you know, see what he thinks about it. And then we're both on the same page. That's, that's like dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so, uh, you're, you're, you're LeBron, for instance, when he walks in the gym, mm-hmm. I mean, does he come with an entourage? Do these guys come with like entourage? Do they just come by themselves? Yeah, no, it's just him and one gets his,
1: him and his like security. Right. And someone like LeBron. So he's like, we he just, he's the goat, right? I'd be shit my pants. Bro. He arrives 45 my, minutes here. early. So the workouts at 10, he arrives at nine 15.
0: That's so cool. No one does
1: that. Like. No one does that so cool. Does a 45 minute routine works out and then stays for 45 more minutes and does like another stretching routine. And that's why he's 37 running around like he's 27.
0: You must have said, do they all now is it all blocked out in times or does some guys just come in here in the gym and they all kind of, I mean, there must be, there had to have been in this gym that we're at right now. There had to have been some pretty fucking baller ass one-on-one games. Yeah, for sure.
1: But I, So you want to know a funny story about the LeBron thing. So see those tre- is like treadmills, right? Yeah, normal workout. You know, you got like the two guys that are basketball fans. Maybe like the girl that like <laughs> likes the guy, and uh, a kid or something. They have the caution tape up for him. So literally, when LeBron was here, I've never the whole building was working out. Like one guy must have ran twenty five miles. Like it was, I was like, yo, every machine is being used right now, but no one was working out. It I was, was the there.
0: funniest thing. Yeah. Me and
1: Alex uh, laugh about that.
0: Um, all right, so you so now you have so this is like a full blown business for you now, for sure. Full-blown. Are you charging? Like, are there certain guys that you charge? Are there yeah. certain guys you don't charge? Are there certain guys that, like, hey, yeah. come in? How does that work? I charge everyone. So I, I, it's a
1: business. You can't walk in a foot locker and take shoes and leave. So, mm-hmm. you know, I charge everyone. You got to eat.
0: I, you got to eat. For sure. And
1: they, and they understand that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, too, like, I mean, some guys you might have worked with over a long— who who's who, who, some of the guys that you've, you would say are your closest top one, two guys that you've worked with for a long period of time? So I
1: would say, like, Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo. Cole Anthony. Uh, Donovan Mitchell.
0: Okay. Um, they want CJ McCollum. Okay. Now these guys, like, have you ever taught these guys a move? Are you working on specific moves with these guys? Yeah, for sure. So have you ever, like, when you're sitting back watching something, yeah. have you ever taught one of these guys a move that you've seen, like, actually applied during a game, during a big ass moment and been like, fucking, I did that. <laughs> so no, well, so I'm just, I'm not the type to say I did that, but like, no, that's but definitely worked on together.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so cool moment. Jimmy Butler scores 47 in a playoff game a few months ago at the Celtics. Game's over. He's in the ESPN interview. And he shouted me out. Um, like, we, we worked on that literally like the night before. This, like, lefty finish he did. And, like, uh, so that was cool. Players normally
0: don't do that. So
1: that was dope. That was a dope moment. National TV shout out. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is one of my closest friends. so
0: That's amazing. So you, uh, can you dunk? Yeah. For sure. How tall are you? Like six three, six four. Oh, you strike me as smaller. Yeah. People I mean, say that. I'm small as fuck. It sucks because I could have been an NBA player. Uh, and, no, and I'm not, that, I'm not even fucking with you. And why? I don't know why my team's laughing at this because I know for a fact that if I had actually, first of all, had Chris as a coach, <laughs> taking it seriously not wanted to be like a journalist that I am today, <laughs> like such a professional journalist, I could have actually probably played in the NBA and I would have been in here and you would have been able to tell, tell these success stories. Could happen. About about me. I believe it. So what are some things right now that you look forward to, you know, as you as your business keeps growing? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, the funny thing is not only just people that are NBA people, you work with just, I mean, rappers too.
1: Yeah. And so how does that happen? I mean, I don't know. And how that happens basically is most of these NBA guys are friends with artists. Actually, no. How did it happen? Okay. Me and Mello are in LA, 2016, finish up a workout. We go to STK, one of these fancy restaurants, Chris Brown's in there. Chris Brown goes up to Mello Hey man, I'm a fan, blah, blah, blah. Melo introduces me as his trainer. Chris mm. is like, oh man, I want to get a workout in. So me and Chris Brown become clo- uh, very close friends for like four years. Mm. That was like when he was like at the, like uh, doing, still doing big things. Yeah, but he Chris was, is still going. He's always but been But he relevant. was big, big then. And mm. uh, through that relationship, I got all these relationships through Travis Scott and Quavo. And um, I remember when the Migos just started, they were sleeping in the studio while Chris was doing. So I met all of these artists through Chris Brown. Uh, that, through that, I got a lot of relationships Mm -hmm. and, uh, just through the basketball players.
0: They're all, you know, friends with the artists. So So they'll
1: come watch a workout. And then after we'll do some shooting.
0: Do they wait for the real basketball players to leave before they come in? Are they like embarrassed? Nah, no, they're all confident.
1: They all think they're the best. Every rapper thinks they're the best. And they're in
0: the, (laughs) yeah. And they're in the room with you because they want to improve their game.
1: I think, nah, I think it's more just like a friendship thing. I I, I don't work with any guys I'm friends with, but I've had some legendary rapper runs, I call it. Like Bieber, Drake, Quavo, and one together playing against each other. I've had some cool ones. There's some legendary runs in this gym. Like three on threes? In uh, this one, with the rappers, I can do five on five.
0: Right. Yeah. And is it just like shit talking the whole entire time?
1: A little bit, yeah. So The entourage, that's what always fascinates me. There must be
0: everybody in here then.
1: The Drake one was real. So Drake came with his entourage, like his OVO group. group. It was five of them. and mm-hmm. They were like talking shit. It was like very serious. Drake <laughs> doesn't have
0: any ball though. Drake can't belt play. J. Cole can play.
1: Really? Yeah. He played in the run today. Yeah. Nine NBA players and J. Cole. What's his, what's his weakness though? He's like, he's this older. He's like 30, I he think he's 36, 37. So if, if he started like 10 years ago, then I think he could have been really, really no good. No
0: fucking way J. J. Cole six, could have ever been in the NBA. And,
1: and he's like 6'5", and he can shoot. And yeah. I think so. I think so. Right. Yeah, he would have a chance. Right, now. So,
0: who, so who is uh, going into, into this season, right? Because yeah. actually, you know what's amazing? This is a sports show, and it's actually so fascinating that we're actually talking about sports. Isn't that great? <laughs> we finally did it, guys. We finally got our first sports figure on here, which is so amazing. <laughs> Upcoming NBA season yep. right now. You got a gun to your head. Who's winning the NBA championship? NBA championship? I'm going to go with... Um,
1: I would have to go with the Celtics. I think the Celtics. Why? Why Durant is Durant going to Boston? No, nah, I just I, I like that team. Where is Durant going? He is not. So it's been announced he's staying in Brooklyn. Oh, really? When was that announced? Like two weeks ago. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So he's staying top in top sports show in the world. Just a little behind. I would say Boston, though. Maybe Miami. Maybe mm-hmm. Golden State.
0: Okay. Who knows? Boston had a good run last year. They did. They had a good fucking run last year. I'm a diehard Boston fan. I'm from Boston as well. So yeah. you have you have you figured like with your business? you you have to be a Celtics Patriots. All the above New England teams, right? A little, for sure, just because my family, yeah. But I guess, like me, a little bit too is, you know, I don't have a lot of friends on the Celtics, so it's, I got to make that decision is I know that I have a lot of friends that are on different teams, so for business reasons, Facts. sometimes I got to cheer for a different team now Facts. rather than sticking loyal to my fucking OG fucking Celtics team. Same thing, yeah. You feel the same boat? Yeah, and I work with the Knicks for like four years, so. I'm like they a, ain't got a shot in hell, right? New York sucks. I'm right? always going to be a diehard Knicks fan, though. You know, people from where I come from and where you come from would kind of look at you and frown upon you Big for time. switching over and going to work with the enemy.
1: Facts. Facts, but.
0: You Might know. have to give a better answer than facts. <laughs>
1: I gotta. I don't mean know. to, I don't mean to bust Brickley's balls me, here. <clears throat> you know, they gave me an opportunity, so I'm, I'm going to be a Knicks fan. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you're, uh, so you, and by the way, I want to know this too, social media wise. Yeah. I want to focus on social media. Are you doing all your own social media postings and all that stuff? You got good engagement, dude. <clears throat> nah, for sure. I do. You really do. I do. So I, I. Um, yeah. Are you monitoring all yourself? Like, are you doing like what I'm doing at like three in the morning hammered? Like ah, me and my girlfriend are fighting. Ah, you, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny.
1: So when I first started getting like a little following, I used to get a little too personal late at night. Mm-hmm. I stopped that. you know, it's more business, but, um, it's crazy how many people you can inspire through, through social media. So I, th- I find that fascinating
0: mm-hmm. you know? because with what comes with social media, Mm-hmm. is not only not only just a name that's recognizable mm-hmm. what comes with that is endorsement deals too and you have actually like you said you talked about your managers as a great job and whatnot yeah you work with puma yes yeah, so i got puma i got okay. body armor body um they're a body they're what's there
1: is that the gun yeah it's like oh it's it's actually it's dope it's uh anytime you need to recover they have a tool for it um is that the thing that these yeah they got they got the, the thera gun they got the legs i got lids um yeah. i just signed with bows Okay, what's the Bose partnership? What is that like? Yeah, Wilson. Wilson um, too? Jesus Christ, who are you? Uh, the Bose partnership is just, uh, yeah, just like an endorsement for their headphones. They yeah. got you know some dope
0: headphones. So you guys just like put the shit on, like, and just be like, "Yo, I'm Chris Brigley, I'm rocking his Bose." Just headphones. When I, whenever I travel, whenever I use headphones, I like Bose. Mm-hmm. We had a minor glitch, by the way, on the uh, speaker system too. Mm-hmm. Very powerful, loud noise that came out of that. What was that? Yeah, no, shout out Bose. I
1: actually just announced uh, yesterday. They sound Bose. So,
0: speakers in here are Bose. Dude, it's unfucking believable. Yeah, no, it's when You hear the music in here, it's incredible. Excellent. So, Bose is the speaker system you guys partnered up with? Yeah. Right. Shout out Bose. I'll tell you what, I swear to God, I'm not gonna just say this for you doing this for me. I'm gonna go out and buy a fucking Bose. Nah, I got you. Actually, you know what?
1: Let me know what you need from Bose and it'll be sent to you. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. Christmas comes fucking early. I love that. Who's somebody that you, an NBA player that you admire, you look up to, that you haven't been able to work with yet, that you'd love to work out work with? Man.
1: Um, that's one plus Steph Curry. I've never worked with Steph and he reached Have out. you ever to, met Steph? I haven't. He's texted me like two, a few summers ago. He mm-hmm. was like, Oh, I want to play in the run tomorrow. We just did the last run. Like the day before that mm-hmm. I couldn't put together 10 guys. So we couldn't make it happen.
0: So when he texts you, he's what does that mean? So like, let's do a run. So I knew his
1: manager, this guy, Jaron Smith. And, um, basically he was in the city for fashion week, heard there were runs said he wanted to play in a run tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't make it happen.
0: That'd be a dope guy to work with. Are the teams communicating with you too? So when you get a guy like a LeBron James or some big fucking athlete like that that wants to come in here and run it, the team's communicating with you to do certain restrictions on certain things and whatnot to make sure they don't get hurt or anything? So the big, big names, no, because they're, they're like, the big
1: name players, they're bigger than the teams. Like, that's what it is. But the, like, the guys that are like mid-level guys, yeah, for sure. The team's reaching out, mm-hmm. you know, saying we should work on this type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I still can't believe this guy is a fucking video game character. <laughs> Just so, I mean, I, I remember, I think NBA 2K actually came to me once and wanted to do something with me, but that was five years ago.
1: Uh, you could definitely Which
0: still. I think I've kind of hit get this line. Are you working with a lot of these guys' kids now too? Yeah, like
1: Carmelo's son. He's going to be really good. It's crazy seeing all that. Like, I remember when he was a baby. Yeah, but I definitely do that. I'm big on working with like the elite young kids, top eighth grader in the country, top ninth grader in the country. That's dope.
0: Have any of these guys ever got your really cool gift?
1: Or are they for sure i got uh i got this rolex um from jimmy for my birthday uh i've gotten some dope stuff standard rolex for your birthday yeah and what does jimmy that's- say when he gives it to you like how does he give it to you he just actually it's he just hands it to me say like, happy birthday man i'm like thanks bro you don't have to do that
0: right yeah that's fucking incredible
1: yeah not for sure
0: and so you're at this stage in your life right now What's, what's next in a sense, just keep building, keep, are you going to stay in this lane or you're going to look to turn this into like a media company, which you may already, I, I read that this is somewhat of a media company. What's the, what's the next step? I guess
1: just, uh, just building and just, I guess finding, finding like true happiness. It's eat, I w- I've been so hungry for so long, like every single day in my life, wake up, like what's next, what's next, what's next. Then you like get to a point you realize like, okay, like, $100,000 isn't going to make me happy. <clears throat> Neither is signing this deal. Neither is none of that. None of that is going to make you happy if you're not truly happy. So I'm like dialing into that. I'm, an, I'm at that point in my life right now. Mm, what does
0: that mean? Then you must've had some shit that's fucked up. So it's been fucking with your head. Uh, by the way, you want to talk to me, this could be a whole therapy session. Yeah, go for three hours. If
1: nah, you want. it's just, you, you know, you grow up, especially when you grow up with like nut. when I grew up very, you know, my dad was a postal service guy and, we didn't come from money, so. Yeah, there's not much there. In your mind, you're like, if I can make X amount of money one day, I'm going to be happy. Then you get there and you're, it's not what you think it is there. It's like, if I can sign all these deals, I'm going to be happy. If I can get these followers, I can be happy. There's no finish line. No finish line. That's not going to bring you happiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so just like figuring that out, being super thankful, but at the same time, like what makes me happy in doing that?
0: So what would you say you've already explained it throughout this whole interview, but if somebody wants to kind of replicate your success that you've had in the same exact field, (sighs) right? I mean, is it just exactly how you explain it? Like in today's day and age, how can they utilize social media? How can they utilize different ways that are available today that weren't, when you were on the come up Mm -hmm. What are some ways that if somebody was like, Hey, you know what? I can't make it to the fucking NBA, but at the same time I want to live Chris Brickley's life.
1: Yeah. I mean, just it's a lot of luck comes involved a lot of like so much like, and if I don't have any kids yet, but if I, if I did, and they were like, I want to do what you did the way you did it. Um, no, like do something else. Right. It's, 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 it was like real. It's real. Like, you know, I've, I've heard about your story Oh yeah. and uh similar type thing. Like I've been in some rough situations with no money and like, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't want anyone to go through that, but, um, if you wanted to do it with what I did, you know, be a basketball player, study the game, have a bunch of relationships and understand the first three, four, five years, mm-hmm. you got to do workouts for free. You need to get like the respect and you need to start with high school kids and get to college kids. Yeah. And if you can get one NBA guy, amazing. And yeah, it's, it's,
0: amazing. Like, it's almost like that little, like, like what I, cause you know, I pride myself in one of the things that I was able to do really well is. Power of networking, which you're able to do. You're like, once I get that fucking Carmelo, what the fuck are you laughing at back there, bro? You laughing at me? All right, I hope no, because I'm telling my success story. All right. <laughs> I'm saying is like just like, you know, how you know, you get that lamello, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, especially with social media, I think that it's so important now, whether it be the fucking as shitty as it is and may do a mental toll on you, is the TikTok and mm-hmm. the Instagram and all that shit. It's almost like your own TV show, your own little like, you know, that's what's out there. That's how you're gonna get the best chance of getting the most amount of eyeballs on you. Yep. And then from there, figure a way to source that. Towards, you know, all right, what's my ultimate goal at the end of the day? Whether yeah. And then who follows me that I can reach out to and communicate with that can help me get close to that ultimate goal? How can I use that person, offer them value, communicate with them, see what I can do for them, for sure. and then they connect me to the next person. And it's almost like the trickle effect. And now once you once it starts going, you got fucking everybody.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. You know? It's
0: like you grind for so long and then, it's you know, it sounds... And then cool. you start to get to sit back and relax a little bit and say, I don't know if I want to fucking do J Cole. I don't know if I want to do fucking, you know, <laughs> have you worked with Travis Scott at all? I have, I was on,
1: I went, so he invited me to go on tour with him. So I left the Knicks. So that means I done. not I, when you leave the NBA, you have the whole winter, not doing anything. Travis Scott's like, you want to come on tour with me and teach me how to shoot a jumper. <laughs> so I'm like, sure. Alex was, was like, you're not going to like this. So, you know, I did it. It was cool. It was some amazing stories. Uh, yeah. So I was on tour with him for a few months. Yeah. It was dope.
0: Yeah. Is, is he, uh, can he ball or no? no he doesn't, uh, He, doesn't he be got
1: not. better for sure, but nah, he's not really into that. Yeah.
0: Nah. Was it go on tour? Because his rap, does rap, are you a rapper? No. no. What did you do with Dave Easton? My guy, Dave Easton, I was just sitting down with AB. We did a wild oh, ass interview. We smoked a lot of weed and stuff like that, <laughs> which by the way, yeah, we're not going to do here, but, um, Dave East, how, what is your relationship with Dave? That's one of my closest friends. Been friends with him for years. But so with
1: the music thing, so you know we come in the gym, go over to the Bose speaker, and had to slide
0: that in there, didn't you? I had to. Yeah. And I'm not I, really fucking making any money off Bose, all right? So <laughs> I asked the player,
1: who you want to listen to for the workout. Then it got to a point when I'm like, you know what? I'm, I know all these artists. I'm not gonna ask that question. I want to make an album that we listen to when we work out. So it's gonna called Welcome to the Grind. Released a song with Dirk. That was the first one. That's my guy too. I love Lil Dirk. That's that's my guy too. One I like, love one Lil one Dirk. You met Rel. Friends. You know Rel? Uh yeah. Rel's, Rel Rel a fucking man too. Yeah. So released a Dirk song. Just released a uh, Jada Kiss and Davy song, which is actually like on all the top playlists right now.
0: And uh, so they created an o- their their own like it was like a Spotify playlist to use in your gym.
1: No, no. They, so I'm just making my own album. So I like released a uh, first single. Released the second single. I'll do one more single and then I released a project. It's called Welcome to the Grind. And the artists are making songs for me. Are you actually, you're not singing on them? No, no, no. But okay, I, I'll was pick the confused. beat out. I'll pick the, I'll say, all right, let's try and get this guy on it. And you know, I'll be involved in that sense, but no, I don't sing, I don't rap. Is that more of like a hobby or a business play? It's more of a, nuts. No, what I, um, it's, I think it's like, so my mom was huge in the music and she went to Berkeley College of Music. She worked in music and so i've always been into music and um i've always been at night i like hanging out in the studio mm-hmm. and um so it fit it worked with my schedule mm-hmm. i work on it late at night i was gonna say do you ever get tired of this gym for sure a- anyone gets tired of where they work at but you know i'm, I'm obviously thankful
0: mm-hmm. yeah you think it's a point where if somebody gave you like fucking 20 million bucks would you leave this gym right now and never come back no Really? If you I, got, oh, bullshit. Nah. Brad, bring out the briefcase, please. What would I please. do every day, though? This is a horrible investment, but we're going to do it. What would I do every day? I mean, you'd probably go to like Boca Raton, go lay out in sun. Like knock, get some I, fucking- I, I don't do it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I beach. can't do the
1: vacation thing. I lose my mind. Really? Yeah, still to this day.
0: Why? Do you suffer from ADHD like
1: I do? I think it just goes back to like, I feel like I'm fucking missing out. I feel like I'm not. I feel like there'll be a trainer. I feel like I'll go on a week vacation and come back and there'll be four trainers that are better than me.
0: Right. Yeah, the fear of becoming irrelevant. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's like a, a problem. That's a problem for you is the fear of becoming irrelevant. Yes, well, I think that's real for everybody. I don't really feel it anymore because once you hit the point where you're not relevant anymore, it just kind of sits in. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like you just kind of you're extremely <laughs> relevant. <but. laughs> you kind of just like give up at one point, but so so then that's just that drives you to just keep working. That's it.
1: Yeah, I mean that along with like. We were talking about seeing players like work on what we work on, like all, all of that. It's just, I, I love what I do and uh, it's dope to inspire people. And uh, I want to stay on top. You got to break up a lot of fights in here. Nah, actually for the most part, the guys are pretty cool. If anything, like maybe during the rapper runs, <laughs> but not
0: the NBA guys. <laughs> rapper guys may have a tendency to for sure. shoot the shit a little bit. For sure. That's fucking amazing. So what's the one thing that you uh, haven't done yet that you want to accomplish? Um, you know, there's like obviously like certain
1: like little deals. Skydiving? Like I, I still want to get. Did you ever uh, do skydiving? Nah, I'm not even into stuff like that. Um, would you ever do skydiving? No, hell no. I like, I, I feel. Right? Like I don't get it. Infected. I don't get how people can jump out of a I fucking would, airplane. Yeah. No no bungee jumping. Um, uh, none of that. No extreme sports.
0: All right. So, um, all right. I'm going to name you. All right. who? who I, mean, I want to go through all the, all the NBA right now, real quick. All right. One through five. One is a point guard. Okay. And five is a center? Is yeah. that what it is? Bax. Okay, just kind of I'm sharpening playing. my skills here. Who's the best point guard in the league right now? Rabbit. Best point guard in the league right now? I would have to say John Morant. John Morant. Who's the best number two guy in the NBA right now? Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Is that biased? Um, nah. If you look at the stats of
1: two guards, he's, you know, definitely in the conversation in the top three. Not three? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, another client of yours. I feel like you're being biased for Jimmy Butler. Is he's an all star? Uh, <laughs> four man, Katie. Yeah, uh, nah. Katie, LeBron. Like, I'm. A, I'm. A, I would have to go with LeBron.
0: LeBron. Yeah. and And then center. What about the, Rudy? Is Rudy Gobert still relevant? Is he still Rudy Gobert? a Good player. He's a good player. Mm-hmm.
1: Not the best center in the league. Best center in the league. It's like that's like a position that's not even like a real position anymore. Um. Who is the best center in the NBA? I would have to say
0: Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. if He stays healthy. Is it like football? You think that like when these kids are getting recruited, can you go straight from high school to the NBA now? No, but. You have to do a year of college? Yes.
1: Or like do something, the G League ignite. But I feel like with Bronny, Mm -hmm. LeBron's son, they're going to lift the rule. I feel like Bronny's going to go straight to the NBA.
0: You think that's going to work in his best interest or you think it's worth playing a year of college ball? Um, Some
1: players, they need it, but I feel like Bronny, I feel like there's some guys that are ready and then that'd be a dope story. i playing with his dad. That's fire.
0: Playing on the same team? Yeah. And that's going to happen. Really? For sure. That'd be fucking insanity. For sure. It would probably be right around the tail end of LeBron's career because when does Bronny graduate? He's uh, like two years. Two years from now. And LeBron has. Everybody wants to go to Ohio State though. Yeah, he's not, I mean, we'll see, mm-hmm.
1: but I feel like he's just going to go straight to the league somehow. That's what I feel. But the rules right now state right that you can Yep. Got to either do that, go overseas, or play G League Ignite. Is that what
0: a lot of these guys do, is they go overseas now once they they suck? Uh, so that used to be, like, the overseas used to be, are you talking about, like, after their careers? I don't know. Why the fuck do people go play overseas? No, I know.
1: I mean, if you don't want to go to college, maybe you could do that. Guys don't do that, but. You know, it's
0: just an alternate.
1: If you can't make the NBA, you still want have hoop dreams, go overseas. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I want to, I want to, I wish I could play, like I, I want to play one-on-one, but I don't <laughs> know if I'd be able to compete. I, I, you don't think I could? I feel like you and Alex
1: would be a really good game.
0: Brother, well, I don't fucking lose. All right. So you're based in New York City? I am. All right. I am. You like it here? I love it. So actually, I don't
1: even, li- I don't like leaving New York. I love New York. I feel like I, I got my gym. You know, um, I got no my,
0: family, right? I have my team. No, I have no kids. That's amazing. I mean, that's not amazing, but it's that's good for you. That, is that what family means, kids? At this, I like, think family at that point means like wife and kids. Yep, yeah, no wife and no. Because yeah, I have a girlfriend. Probably going to ask her to marry me soon. Wait, <laughs> you said she, she's going to ask to marry you? I mean, that would be interesting. There are actually, <laughs> there are actually girls that ask guys to marry them. Is that a thing? No, that's, it's not a thing, but Do it's- Do you know anyone that that happens? Well, sometimes I go like really deep into like, uh, like on searches on weird shit on the uh-huh. internet. And I remember i spent like an hour just watching like girls propose to guys <laughs> okay. on YouTube. And what does that
1: say about the guy
0: though? I don't know. Because was there like, I always think like, was there communication between the two of them to be like, Hey, I'm going to ask you to marry me and I'm a girl. What it? if the girl's the breadwinner and she's
1: like the one that takes care of the guy?
0: The girl is the breadwinner that takes care of the guy. I, I, that might be reason to to drop the knee. I mean, talk about hitting the home run for the guy, huh? You don't have to do shit. You just collecting and you just fucking. She drops down on the knee, automatic yes. I always yeah. wonder how I'd ask the girl to marry me though. Like, would you have any advice on like if I want to ask my girl to marry me, like what I should do? Uh
1: I yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, I, do. I got, I got, she, you know what? So me and Jimmy Butler, we were just in Paris mm-hmm. and we saw like the Eiffel Tower thing mm-hmm. and it lights up. And I've never seen so many couples, like with the wine bottles and the whole—it's the whole
0: vibe. You should do that. Dude, nah, but that's cheesy as fuck. <laughs> that's cheesy as shit. Everybody's doing that shit. That's why you saw fucking thirty <laughs> couples around. Like everybody, like, what do you think? I bring her to the Eiffel Tower. It's like, oh, look to our right. Somebody's fucking proposing. Look to our left. I don't want to fucking do that. I want to like do something crazy. Like I want to take her on a private plane. That'd be and fine. Then, like have the pilot pass out and like nose dive to the ground, <laughs> and then like just be like engine failure, and then like somehow pretend there's a fire and we're about (laughs) to hit the ground. He just pulls up and I'm like, will you marry me? I like that. Right. Yeah. You do that. She'll be so fucked up in the head. She's like, just going to auto say yes.
1: But do you, on a serious note though, uh, do you think she's the one?
0: Brett? Yeah, probably. Brett's my right hand guy. So Brett spends a lot of time with me, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's kind of hell probably for him, but, uh, you know, he does a good job with that. And, uh, I think that, yeah, I think she is. Gotcha. You know, because it is it is hard to kind of figure out. But you always are wondering. I mean, she's in Miami right now. You're just always like, fine, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Nah. It's I like that paranoia stuff, you know? 100%. You
0: ever suffer from paranoia?
1: Uh, uh, no, not really. Not paranoia. I'm like, I feel pretty comfortable.
0: Yeah. Nah, no, I don't. I'm weird. That's one thing. I'm I weird with that. You like it. in what sense, though? Sometimes I think people are chasing me. <laughs> are you uh, sober? When you think about these, things? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, like I'm actually probably the most paranoid when I'm sober. Like if I'm fucked up, I don't give a fuck who's coming. That's after true. me. You know what I mean? That's true. Because I, I, I do. I tend to see. I like to tip, tip some back. I like true. to drink on, 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 game day in football, and I, mean, uh, I can't expect you coming in here all fucked up, hungover at six in the morning. Shooting I'm, I'm actually not
1: like a big drinker, but yeah, you know, I know my whole family is for sure. Mm-hmm. That whole Boston drinking thing is real.
0: It is real. It's real. My whole family runs in that bloodline. Once you're on that side of town. You're absolutely fucked. You ever been to Lawrence Mass? I have. Lawrence is where I'm from. Uh, yeah. You Lawrence
1: know? is, I feel like Lawrence Lowell is, uh, it's like, it's not Boston, but it's, it's like, it has its own like identity. Mm-hmm. It's like gritty. Nah. Did you ever get into any an NFT shit? You know, I haven't. I ha- everyone in the world was telling us to. And Alex is like. Smart. Alex is smart. And let's just wait. stay
0: away from it. Let's wait. I think it's all kind of crippled, right? Right. Not for the quick bag. Some of those bag grab things are crazy. My thing is what I want to do is, is a golf course for sale. It's like 10 million bucks and I want to buy the, I want to buy the golf course and I want to turn it into a, like an NFT membership and like be able to offset the cost of the purchase to, you know, by selling. That could be dope. The, what? Is people already doing this? What the fuck, dude? It's everything good thing I think of gets taken from me. The most, what do you think about
1: the Gary V thing? How, like, so he does the NFT with experiences, and what do you, what do you think about that?
0: I mean, like, we did. I mean, the NFT stuff is all about. I don't mean. I think one percent of projects really have success, right? The yeah. rest of them are just all dog shit. So, um, I mean, I don't know. Depends how you kind of pitch it as, I guess, and what the utilities are behind it. And I mean, if I'm charging a fucking NFT and I do it for like five hundred bucks a fucking card, and you get a chance to come out and fucking drink and party, watch NFL football. I don't know. It's just how what's what's around it. I don't fucking really understand it. I don't really, I never got into the crypto stuff and never yeah, really, nah. you know, do I'll you, do like dumbass purchases of like crazy ass coins at night, late at night and then wake up and then just be broke. you into a Dogecoin? Um, whole, I play a little bit into it, but I probably, I mean, I've lost so much money in crypto just by being an idiot.
1: Some of the stories are crazy. Right. Like the Logan Paul, the, the Paul's
0: pulling the rugs and all that stuff. Yeah. it's crazy. I don't know if Logan ever did. I don't know. Logan might've done it. I don't know. You never really know. UFC fight tonight, by the way, we are recording this episode a little bit. Uh, we don't know when this will launch. This will probably launch probably next week. Yeah, so big fight. Are you a UFC fan at all? Nah, but- Well, I, you got to go to a fight. We got to set you up with Dana. Dana's the fucking man and always hooks us up when we go to UFC. I got to set you up at a fight. It's the greatest experience you'll ever- And Dana does it so top-notch. Diaz fights tonight. Obviously, this episode will be so done probably Yo, Diaz by is- the, I like him. Nate? Yes. He talk, he I don't know give him personally, two. but his story's fire. The way he carries himself, I think- I He think. gives zero fucks whatsoever. I like that. I respect Zero it. fucks. He called me out on Twitter. You know, he was like, Nate Diaz actually called me out and said- what did he say? Bob Mennery, you're a pussy or something like that? But I, I heard him and. Yeah, he's like, Bob Mennery, you're a big pussy. He does like me? I don't know. About so that. I've been
1: out. I got a story about him. I was out at a club <laughs> and Diaz and his people were in the section next to us and they, I would not want to play around with those guys.
0: No, bro. They just, they, that's all they do is fight. Yeah, they're crazy. You ever gotten a fight? Ah, uh, maybe like when I was little, but mm-hmm. nah. I got one. I feel bad about it. I hit one kid in the face. I, I never got punched in the face ever in my life. Yeah, me either. You know? But what was the, you said you got into a fight before? I was just trying to be the man. I was little in high school and I was trying to prove a point. And then, uh, and then I just took a big right swing and just hit him in the face. And I really regret it to this day. Do you know what he's doing to this day? No, I haven't looked him up yet. I really do apologize to him and whatnot. But I do want to say this I want to end on a random fight story. And that's it. And I want to say, I wish you the best of luck. I appreciate Chris you, man. Brickley, you're a good man. I want to come in here. And, uh, at one point when you're not too busy, I want to improve my free throws and improve my shit. We can do that. And then uh, maybe we can figure out some stuff to do down the road. But, well, I, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate Bose. I appreciate Puma. I appreciate all your partners, everybody you're working with, everybody you're <laughs> fucking doing. You're a good man. You're the greatest guy on the planet. Anybody that you fuck with, I fuck with now. Cause you show me respect and, and I'll show you respect here. And, uh, what a great episode Big that was Big fan of what you do, bro. I love you, buddy. You're a good man. All right. Love. All right, let's go watch the UFC. (laughs)